Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We're going to get into uh, the New Hampshire primary in just a bit. Yeah. Donald Trump did win it. Uh, Nikki Haley vowing to stay in the race, although she was 11, it looks like 11 percentage points behind. Yeah. Uh, should she stay in the race? Uh, next uh, primary, which uh, you know was the state she was the governor of, South Carolina. Right. That one's coming in a month. So it's a month of uh, pretty much a grueling campaign and probably a lot of more verbal abuse from Donald Trump, which he certainly um, lobbied on her last night. And we'll play a little bit for you. It's uncomfortable, I think, to watch and listen, especially with Senator Tim Scott next to Donald Trump, someone that got his Senate position being appointed there by right. Nikki Haley and somebody who people thought, you know, Nikki Haley really needed his uh, his endorsement for South Carolina, and he gave it to Donald Trump. But I want to get into just a quickly for you a little bit here about streaming, because we've had a number of stories. We've been talking about controversy where some football games are on these paid right. streaming services. You talk about Thursday night football on Amazon. There's a playoff game that was on Peacock. Uh, Raw, WWE, now doing a huge $5 billion 10-year deal with Netflix. And I saw a couple stories here about uh, the cost of uh, streaming services and how it has increased. Um, there was a time when many of us paid a lot of money for either you know, cable, um, satellite, right? right? And it got very, very expensive. I'm one of those who was like a direct <clears throat> TV customer for decades. Sure. And then it got so costly and the lure of online streaming was too great, and I and I moved over. I went to Hulu. You have YouTube TV, which I really enjoy. I don't miss right. it. All and that I much. love Hulu. Yeah. I have no issues. Uh, few, but nothing that you know. The few things like, that I liked. I liked what I liked about Directv is the ability to put in a number and get that channel rather than trying to search it through the streaming. Yeah, That's more, the only it's, thing. It's more learning curve things. Like, oh, where is yes. this? Where is that? How do I find a channel with that number? But I saved a lot of money doing that. Many people did. However, the writing is on the wall. I think it's going to get more and more expensive. I do envision a future where we're probably going to be back to where we were right. with the satellite companies and the costs uh, because streaming are going up. Here's some of the um, changes that have happened. Um, Netflix, when you look at pricing has Netflix has seen the biggest price jump overall. It increased from just $8 a month back in 2011 to $15 and 50 cents in 2024. And that's just for their lowest tier plan. There are people who pay more. I know I do because I have it on numerous 
screens and everything else. Um, if you stream Hulu, monthly costs have grown as well. Subscribers now pay $18 a month for the service if you're going month by month, compared to $12 back in 2015. After Hulu, both Paramount Plus and Peacock have raised their prices the least overall. Between 2011 and 2024, the platforms each increased their monthly subscription costs by just $2. And I think we could say that as they aren't as popular as others, they do less increases. And Max, formerly known as HBO Max, had the highest starting price of any streaming service. They were $15 a month when it launched in 2020. Four years later, subscribers faced a monthly price tag of just $16. So it only went up a dollar for Max. But again, they started off at a higher price. That's all like, you know, what are they going to offer? If you remember when they launched... Um, one of their big selling points was people aren't going to the movies, so we're going to be releasing all these Warner Brother movies straight on our channel so you could get theater experience or theater quality movies because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. You get them at home. Um, once that novelty kind of wears off and people start going back, then what do you have to offer? Right. You know, how do you, how do you stand out from the rest? But Netflix... Uh, subscribers have surged. This was, um, people were waiting this week, investors and such, because on Tuesday, yesterday was the day they were releasing their financials, their information about subscribers. Uh, Netflix said Tuesday its fourth quarter subscriber edition surged. They topped its own forecast, (laughs) sent its stock as much as 10% higher in pre-market trading uh, today. The subscriber editions of 13.12 million beat Netflix's own forecast of about 9 million. How about that? Full 2023 net editions sitting at about 30 Million. They had added 7.6 million paying users in the fourth quarter also of 2022. Revenue beat the Wall Street estimates. But um, look, it, they're crushing the competition. Um, Netflix competitors have spent billions of dollars chasing Netflix, and they're nowhere near it. Uh, Again, we talked about how well they say they did with that uh, streaming. People thought, oh, they're going to really have problems once they do the password sharing crackdown. Didn't happen. People went there and they liked what they saw. And they may have gotten hooked right on some of the shows. And when is Stranger Things coming back? I can't wait to see the show. (laughs) It's supposed to be coming back any day now. Yeah, if it's coming back, you're going to join back up. Right. Yeah, it's just that no one's going to go, eh, not going to do that. Everyone, the ch- everyone they gives They call in. it a churn rate, and that is how much people like move, change, you know, uh, go in and go out. Um, even though Netflix might have had some blips, its churn rate has remained remarkably steady and well below anyone else. Um, I'm looking at a Business Insider story. No matter how often you hear people say they can't find something to watch on Netflix, they must be finding something to watch uh, because they're keeping their subscriptions. And that's nothing. That's something that the other ones are not seeing. The other ones will see people come in and then go. It happened with Peacock. I went in. I bought it just so I could get that game. And then I left because I didn't find something else there. Peacock doesn't have a lot. Like, again, and that's where I think you're going to see Netflix get more influx with that loyal WWE fan base is going to be like, well, I can get that show and I can get the Netflix product. Cool. They know the demo that they have and the demo that they're looking for. And that one is like a puzzle piece to them. They're like, oh, okay, this will garner us this whole other chunk of the audience. Um, here's where I think it's all going, though. And the only concern I have is I think most people don't mind if you say, okay, you're going to have to 
pay to watch, you know, a Super Bowl or whatever. However, right now it's so piecemeal that you find yourself having to pop in and out of all these different places. That's where it gets frustrating. I think most people would say, I would rather pay whatever that one price is and have access to it, like, like say an NFL streaming service where you right. can, but they know they can make so much more money piecemealing it out because if this one wants this piece of the pie and this one wants that not sure i just don't think it's going to happen so right now it's if you're a fan you're stuck with you have to kind of jump around i think you still now the sunday ticket does the sunday ticket not give you those playoff games uh no they never did okay it so was it was always just the, it was regular just season out of okay. market games the uh yeah the other t- the other games are uh Available. They've always been available nationwide. So you're paying for that. And that's, you know, a couple hundred bucks. But that, look, you're going to see whatever they sell those rights to, you'll see a, a huge bump in YouTube TV subscribers. WWE moved from their own network to Peacock. They put all their live, broad, like big shows, WrestleMania. If you're a Peacock right. sub- subscriber, you get that t- two night show as part of your subscription live. So those fans, those loyal fans, I think NASCAR probably could easily, easily get on one of these streaming services and, and draw people to that, you know, that brand. But right. at some point, you know, it's going to turn into this, you know, I, I, when my wife and I decided to finally cut the cord, I worked at a cool deal and I was like, all right, we're going to be saving a little over a hundred dollars a month by cutting the cord. And, and I started doing the math just yesterday. And I was like, if, if, if Netflix with this WWE thing goes up to say $30 a month, sure. Could, could be higher. Who knows? It's a five billion dollar deal. They're going to need to make that money. That's going to suck because there's with, a lot of that's a niche audience, and but, everyone else isn't going to want to pay that. But I started looking at that, uh, and then I know Peacock just went up. That's another one right there. And then it's just little by little, my savings are disappearing. Right. And um, I think I did the math, and I forget what the other reason was. Uh, I'm slowly going to get back up to about fifty dollars in savings. As things go on, mm-hmm. sooner it'll be the same, and it's I'll be like, "It's gonna all even out eventually." And I think that's it. Sucks that it's gonna happen. Will there be something else to come along that's a low cost alternative? I don't know what, I the don't know what be, it could be. Are you gonna put a dam? Are you gonna dam your stream to block the stream, right. and then people will go back to cable? Maybe that'll be the case. I really don't know where it's gonna go. I mm-hmm. just know that this idea that you're saving so much money right. is disappearing. Like right. sand through the hourglass. But you mentioned something that does become a concern because as a Netflix customer, and I do find a lot of shows on there I like, if this deal means they're going to raise it to pay for uh, WWE, no offense, I have zero interest in that. That's The question is, valid point. Yeah. will they price it more to pay for that and turn off the people who don't care about that. I don't believe they will. I think what they'll probably end up doing is add a WWE tier. Oh, boy. So for $30, just like everyone didn't have to pay for Sunday ticket on YouTube, you could opt in, which if you think about it, these streaming services are so like, you know, they're they're uh, there's out there. It's like the Wild West. They do whatever they want. It's very similar to how you sign up for Xfinity and you have cable and you opt in, pay extra right. for HBO. It's the same mm. process. Here's what uh, somebody texted, which is interesting. I used to love watching boxing until it went pay-per-view heavy. I can't yeah. remember the last time I watched boxing. NFL will be the same. Um, I don't know if there's such a loyal audience to NFL. Yeah, um, I get I get that sentiment, though, and you wonder how much it might 
affect the sports viewership. Well, you know, to that point, boxing and UFC are very similar in the fact that their pay-per-view rates went way up and out of reach, unless you were going to have a big group of people. WWE hasn't done that. Other sports really haven't done that. If they do that, they're going to push people away because yeah. you have families who are watching some of this stuff. It's just not going to work out. So not the same. They really can't mess with it too much or they're going to push away their fans. January the 24th, it is the day after the New Hampshire uh, primary, and it looks like Donald Trump was the winner, not a yeah. surprise, uh, by about 11 percentage points over Nikki Haley. He uh, obviously declaring the victory there and, and I guess, not happy with the fact that Nikki Haley was gracious and conciliatory, well, even though she vowed to fight on. Let's hear Yeah, here is Nikki Haley first. Remember, this is what she said. I oh, wanna, well, hang on. Oh, this stupid thing. Sorry, Nancy. One second. Here we go. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. And I want to acknowledge that. Now, you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves saying this race is over. Thanks, man. We should have done it without you. Want to hear more here? Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. Okay. Yeah. Um, Now, she did say congratulations to Trump. Uh, Here is uh, his... She said he earned it. Yeah. That's not how he he approached this. This is him, uh, what he could have done. I said, I can go up and I can say to everybody, oh, thank you for the victory. It's wonderful. It's what, or I can go up and say, who the hell was the imposter that went up on the stage before and like claimed a victory? She did very poorly, actually. She had to win. The governor said, she's going to win. She's going to win. She's going to win. Then she she failed badly. Now, I have here, if he promises to do, to do it in a minute or less, but the only person more angry than, let's say me, but I don't get too angry. I get even. The only person. It's a weird, very weird. So, he was about this, to introduce me back. He is not up. helping himself with those voters who don't like him. And I'm not talking like people who would never vote for him. I'm talking about people who are hesitant to vote for him because of his personality. He really needs to look. He doesn't need to take advice from me, but I'll just say this. Anybody knows that you need if you're already wrapping this thing up, which it looks like he is uh, pretty much going to be the nominee. He needs to start thinking about how he's going to uh, get the uh, voters in, in November, right? And yep. he's got a problem. And I'm not just saying he's got a problem. Steve Ducey from Fox and Friends right. this morning has talked about this. This is on Fox News, folks, that they have concerning polling data that came out of what happened in New Hampshire. So this morning, they were talking about the fact that 62% of unaffiliated voters in New Hampshire went for Nikki Haley. 83% of very conservative primary voters went for Donald Trump, right? Here's the rub, said Ducey. A lot of major publications are talking about this. He said, the question asked of pollsters, how would you feel if Trump wins the nomination? Only 53% of Republicans say they'd be satisfied. But he said the problem is, according to our voter analysis, 35% of Republicans said they were not vote for Donald Trump. 43% of Nikki Haley voters yesterday would vote for Joe Biden. 
And this was in the analysis they got from exit polling. So the point is, you're not going to, by insulting your competitor and demeaning her, you're not going to do anything to try to get those voters on your side. There's even more than that we can get into when we come back. Uh, Look, he won it. The question is, how is he going to fare if he's the Republicans nominee come November? And uh, there's uh, more that we can get into on that. And some of the stuff that came out from that vote yesterday. My quick prediction. He won't lose, Nancy. (laughs) Or if he does, it'll be a fixed situation, of course, to him. He won't lose. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We've been talking about the win for Donald Trump, 11 percentage point win over uh, Nikki Haley in the New Hampshire primary. Haley vows to move on and continue on and fight on. And there are people who say it would make sense for her to do that if for any other reason, because he has so many looming situations, whether it's is he going to be on the ballot? It's up to the Supreme Court to look at that case. These um, different cases, uh, if he gets a conviction, that could change things. She needs to stay in there, some people say, because who knows? It's like the break glass in case of emergency option. Um, But she's going to take a lot of abuse. And we heard it last night. Donald Trump couldn't even take her gracious, you know, uh, congratulations and say he earned the victory. Um, And he got ugly. And I, and I, you know, I know you guys don't always want to hear it because you think, oh, she doesn't like Donald Trump. She's not voting for him. She's just going to bust on him. I'm trying to tell you that from a, an analyzing politics role, he's not helping himself at all. He already has the people who like him being a bully and being a nasty person. The problem he has is that that kind of behavior turns off people who may have voted for him before who are not, you know, the crowd that cheers this stuff on or the independents who might not like Biden, but then they look at him and go, I don't want that either, who might go to a third party. Kaylee McEnany, who used to be his, was it the press, press secretary? Yeah, press yeah. secretary. And again, I'm bringing up stuff that's out on Fox News because if you're not going to listen to me, uh, listen to people who are agreeing with exactly what I've been telling you. Um, Brett Baer was talking with her after what had happened in New Hampshire. And he talked about 
the speech that he gave. And he said, this was a different speech. You know, he's a fighter. He punches back. He obviously didn't like the speech he heard from Nikki Haley, but he also at some point has to get into the general election going after independents and maybe disaffected Democrats. The speech probably wasn't that. Kayleigh McEnany said, no, this speech was a speech to dispose of the last remaining competitor, if you could call it that. She's still significantly behind him. He's pulling majority support. But to get her out of the race, I'd suggest adopt a general election tone is what you do at this point. This was actually a fairly good night, she said, for Joe Biden. When you look at our voter analysis, only 10% said, I would not vote for Joe Biden if he's the nominee. He won a plurality of voters who said he was too old. He won a majority of voters who are upset with the Gaza war. So the divides in the Democrat Party, and this is a small sample size, but perhaps aren't as stark as one would think. But when you look at the Republican Party, 7 in 10 Nikki Haley voters said, I would not vote for Trump. There was a Des Moines Register poll, 43% said, no, I wouldn't vote for Trump. If I'm Trump, I sit back and I exclusively focus on the general election. I take the posture of a presumptive nominee. I focus on uniting the party and number two, winning the independence. That's what I would do. Nikki Haley. I mean, the closest margin is 30% in the states ahead. For all intents and purposes, he's the presumptive nominee. So pretty much... When we came on the air, I said this stuff too. His behavior is not helping him. And actually, his behavior is getting worse. I think it's getting worse than what it used to be. And it's not, it's not smart. And I get it if you guys are like, I'm voting for him no matter what. I vote for his policies, not his personality. You're not budging, but there's a bunch of people yeah. that are going to make the difference here. And they're the ones who look at it and say, I don't want that. Yeah, he is. Uh, there's a reason Pepsi went after Coke. Coke never went after Pepsi. Because Coke had the big megaphone. Right now, he's got the big megaphone. He could be crafting a message nationwide that could just be like, don't even say I'm the, I'm the winner. Just say, going forward, this is what we're going to do. We're going to you know, make America great again again, or whatever he wants to say. Um, but can, he keeps looking back at this person who he keeps saying is nothing. They're dead. They're, you know, she should get out. All that is doing is putting more of a spotlight on her, and in a way that almost makes some people potentially go, Hmm. I mean, RFK right. Jr. is still running, right? But we don't even think about him because Trump doesn't go, he's a loser. He doesn't right. do that. If he did that, he would put a spotlight on him. Here's just an interesting thing I found. As a Republican support for Nikki Haley to you know, drop out is surging. She's got to drop out. Um, this happened to a, a guy you may know. Do you remember Donald Trump? <laughs> Back in uh, 2016, Republicans started to say he had to go. This had to do with this is with the uh, Access Hollywood tape. And, and again, everyone said there's no chance he could win. Everyone said it was over. They called on him to withdraw. And he said, uh, I'll never withdraw. I've never like, basically quit in my life. I'm not quitting. I have tremendous support. There's zero chance I'll quit. So um, and they're not going to make me quit. They can't make me quit. I won't <laughs> let However, in this case, let her run. What's the worst that could happen? I know what the worst is going to happen. She could beat you. But that seems impossible now. Why are you... Stoking right. the flames here. Yeah. It doesn't make just any anger, sense. Anger, 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 and a lot of just nastiness that isn't necessary if you have That's, such a convincing win and have so, like the wind is at your back. Why are you calling attention? In, yeah, instead to of this? instead of saying, "Look, there's one more bug we got to crush," just turn around 
and keep walking. Yeah, no, he can't do that. And the, if and you tell him that, he'll do the opposite. So uh, he's, look, we, there are people, there's a reason why all these people that he appointed to positions when yeah. he was in power don't want him to run and are not supportive of him at all. And he's the one who hired them. And then he calls them all incompetent, which then would bring into question his judgment. But, you know, people don't seem to understand, like, there's a pattern of, and people say his personality, his temperament, everything is just completely off the wall. And it's it's worse. It's getting worse. Yeah, he's, uh, it's a risky thing he's doing here. I don't want to have anyone misconstrue this, though. He's definitely in command. He definitely could win again. He could be the nominee. He could win again. This is just more it's an interesting strategy. It just doesn't make sense to take on this role of aggressor to get her out of the way, knowing there's a month, a month where if if people start following her around and yelling at her, people could feel bad for her. And if they feel bad for her, they might listen to her. And if they listen to her, they might like what they hear. And then what? We shall see. 570-883-0098. A part of me thinks that uh, she'll only be this in this for maybe a week or so, and they may pull out. I, I really, truly believe that the pressure is so much on them to not be ostracized by the rest of the party. Um, there are huge pushes behind the scenes yeah. for her to get out because they don't want her saying things that many of us see. Uh, They don't want her talking about the fact that he's incompetent. He's clearly like calling, telling supporters that she's the one who was in charge at the time for security at the Capitol on January 6th. Like he is saying a lot of weird um, things where you have to wonder about his competency, right? She's bringing that up. She's talking about his age. There are people behind the scenes putting a lot of pressure on her. And I just don't know if she's going to want to go through that and in the end, look, she'll bow out. He'll then say glowing things about her. They'll all kiss the ring. But I think November is a disaster for Republicans with him on the ballot from the presidency on down to the Senate and the House as well. I have to say this because I, I see some of the texts and I know I talk to people. I, that's fine. I, I just want to say, Nancy, uh, you're not always right, but you, you nailed the stuff a lot about how people are going to respond. And it's just interesting. Don't forget what you say. It sounds like I'm kissing your butt here. I don't think it's going to happen that way, but I've been wrong many you times. Don't think what's going to happen? I don't way. know that it's going to be such a, a, a bad situation for Republicans in November because it seems like a lot of people are. But if, I, if he's the candidate. Mark my words, between you are very him being in these the candidate and the women who are going to come out and vote on the abortion issue, I think they got problems. Certainly not the problems that they would have if they had a Nikki Haley on the ticket, but to they don't want her, and it's pretty obvious. The day after that, you said exactly what was going to happen on the air, and it the played day out. after what? The uh, Roe versus Witt. Oh, yes. You came on and said this, and I was like, ah, I don't know. That. To a T. In fact, sure. some of the stuff you said seemed like it would never happen, and it did. It just kept getting overturned, and people who we thought. It, it, so, look, I'm not saying you're any sort of a psychic here, no, no, but no, your analyzation of this is pretty on, and I, I'm just pointing it out because we shall see. We though. should. We shall see. And look, a lot of other situations could transpire between between now and election day, and often they do. So, you know, I'm just talking about things as they stand at this point. It's a, it's a simple th- a simple phrase here. Also, in terms of uh, why is he attacking her? Don't kick somebody when they're down. We've all heard no, that. He's not following that rule. That's what he rule. does that's always. Not-
I mean, let's get to Joe Snedeker, Storm Tracker 16. I don't know if it's heavy, steadier. Steadier, right? Yeah, steadier, steadier later uh, this uh, late afternoon, evening, and tonight. Uh, not a lot, but maybe a quarter, half an inch. Now, is today Neil Diamond's birthday, and how old is he? Today is his birthday, and he is 83. It's funny how, isn't like Paul McCartney and those guys, they're like upper 70s to near 80 also? Is it what? To Google. To Google. Hang but, on. But, but, the, but, the, but the reason I ask is because, to me... Neil Diamond isn't like my music generation guy. He's kind of like cheesy. He's for older people. Great songwriter, beautiful voice, amazing artist. But no one in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up was saying, yeah, Neil Diamond. But yet, the Beatles, Paul McCartney, and a lot of other older guys like the Stones... That was cool. Help me out here. Well, I will say this, that, yeah, at that time, we thought cheesy, but to be honest with you now, I love him. I love Neil Diamond. I do, and I think it's just that nostalgia, because it was something that I listened to when I was younger, because my parents did. But there is a cheese factor, you have to admit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I talked about this a little this morning, and I said, I think it's one of those things where you hear these songs, and you're like, ah, they're so cheesy, and then something happens around 25, 30, 35, where you're just like... But they're fun. They're good songs. And then you're like, oh, he wrote, what, uh, Daydream Believer? Or, right, or, right. Uh, he had a whole know, bunch of other people's songs. I'm a Believer songs, for the yeah. Monkeys. He wrote a whole bunch of songs. You're like, this guy's a good songwriter. These songs are kind of fun. You put them on in a bar with your friends, and everyone's like, yeah! And then you're like, do I like Neil Diamond? And you can't believe you're saying it. And the answer is yes. And he sneaks up on people, whereas people go, the Beatles are great. Or Led Zeppelin's great. I know. Or, no, you know, I... It's weird. I agree with all that, but you can't put Neil Diamond up there with like uh, Robert Plant or Jimmy Page or Keith Richards, and I don't know what it is. Maybe because he's like too, he's too like nightclubby, nicey, nicey, shiny outfits, too cheesy. That's what I'm saying. He didn't do drugs. Is that what you're saying? He didn't do drugs (laughs) and be like a total dirtbag in a time in his life. (laughs) No, no, without drugs on his pants. (laughs) Neil Diamond. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't know what it is, but there's something there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. He's that cool kid you all wanted to hang out with because he's just so talented. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Look, at, look at my favorite artist, Jackson Brown. He's not a, known as a drug guy. He's a very introspective, good singer-songwriter. And he's similar in age, at least late 70s. And there's no cheese there. Questionable other issues, but we'll move yeah. on from that yeah, but, because and, and, we but, don't know the whole story. But no cheesy factor with him. No, definitely not. That's he's what a I'm poet. Saying. He's so, a poet. I love his yeah. music. And that's what I'm saying. For some reason, mm. Neil Diamond has cheese stuck to him, and I don't know what it is. All right. <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. Today, it's going, but he's a brilliant songwriter and a great artist, no doubt. All right, today, we had some freezing drizzle still hanging on in some of the elevated northeastern counties, like Wayne County, Pike County, in the Poconos, but that's only untreated surfaces. Everybody's going to do fine driving around today. We hope to get a break now in the action between now and maybe 2, 3 o'clock, where only patchy drizzle, no steady rain, and temperatures near 40, so everything's going to be wet. Now, after that, steady rain moves in late afternoon, evening, overnight tonight rain. Now, tomorrow... I think a lot of the rain is going to set up south of I-80 or near there. So the best chance for getting showers, say, south of Wilkes-Barre, places like the Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area north, you may just have a cloudy day tomorrow, patchy drizzle, a brief shower in 45. Friday, this, well, Thursday night more rain comes in, but it's not going to be a lot. But then Friday, this is big, this is big. Okay. It's going to be 50 to 55. Now, if the sun tries to come out on Friday... 
it could immediately shoot up to 5560 in parts of the state. So that's this Friday. Looks like a dry wow. day. I'm excited. Yeah. And then Saturday, also dry back to the 40s, clouds and sun. The next system to come in is Saturday night, starting as rain, rain into Sunday morning, and then as the day progresses on Sunday and the storm pulls away, maybe some wet showery snow at the end. But I don't think Sunday is going to be a big problem at this point uh, as I see it now. And then back to the 30s to near 40 Monday, Tuesday. Um, so, yeah, it's a wild ride. Like I said, we're in the armpit of the year here, January. What can I tell you? <laughs> the armpit. There's not much we can do about it. That's right. Uh, what is the deodorant to cover that up, though? What would be the equivalent? An umbrella or snow pants? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, the metaphor ends there. The metaphor it ends, just ends there. Right but there. one month yeah. ago... One month ago today was Christmas Eve. Oh, no. Woo, how fast time flies, You don't want to know something. The one thing Johnny Lucas says before we come on the air. 11 months until Christmas. I could, Does he? Yeah. I'm like, what? He's what? a big Christmas guy? No, he's oh, just a, He just loves to annoy us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, on a Friday, he tells us it's the gateway to Monday. Like, what the heck? Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he has fun guy, doing yeah, that. All right. all right. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? And Neil Diamond wrote that Turn On Your Heart Light with the E.T. Oh, movie. I That's love that. No, no, no. I That's makes a you good cry. Was that written <laughs> for E.T.? I can still cry so, at that yeah. moment at the end of E.T. Every time it gets me. We'll talk tomorrow. Keith Richards would never do that. Well, he's also like, he's like beef jerky. That's what he's like. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye. Well, we're on the air, Bob. What did he want to know? He just yelled, can I be on? Can I play? He wants to play the game. Did you bring your mic cover? No, he didn't bring anything. Bob Cardard just wanders in here and is like, I'm doing, I'm hanging out. Neil Diamond's birthday today. Do you know what he is? This will determine whether or not you, you get to play. You even listen before 9 a.m. 84. Well, he's close <laughs> enough. Close. I would have given points, yeah. All, All right. right, it's time you to play, play a little game, Johnny Lucas. It's the celebrity birthday game. It's just a few today. How old is Neil Diamond? 83. 83. Give me some bells, Johnny. Are you going to go in front of a microphone, or are you just going to yell into the ether? <laughs> he doesn't need a microphone. He really doesn't. I know he doesn't. We can We can hear him down the hall when he does his show. You guys lost coverage in uh, Hazleton. I can't hear Bob anymore. Bob, speak up. They can't hear you in Hazleton anymore. Sorry. <laughs> it's Ed Helms' birthday. Ed Helms. Ed Helms, who's Andy on The Office. Did I read that he was rusty on one of the vacation movies? The, the remake. They did the a remake. vacation. Right. He played rusty. So. All right. Um, um, uh, he's probably like 53. Do you know how old he is? He's 50. It's only oh, 50. Man. He looks older. Actress Misha Barton. By the way, if his microphone's on, I can't hear him at all. I know. That's because he's not yeah. standing in front of the microphone. Speaking to that spot. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Misha, Misha Barton. Barton. 42. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm going to go there. 38. Because <laughs> never <laughs> listened to you. <laughs> Singer Ray Stevens' birthday today. Uh, no yeah, idea. Yeah, Not like the crippler Ray Stevens, you'll rest he's dead. <laughs> uh, 54. He's the guy from the infomercials. Ray Stevens in his country. I don't know who this is. <laughs> he's like a country singer, parody song, yeah, comedy guy. Yeah, like 88. Wild. He's 85, so Whoa. you were closer. Uh. But you went over. Yep, so no car for me. And finally, Aaron Neville's birthday. I think it's a fabulous voice. I love Aaron no, Neville. We'll have to agree to you know disagree. Who, do you know who I'm talking about, Jay? You've got this look on. Well, I heard everybody you plays know Aaron, the fool. Yeah, I, that's I don't the look. know. I'm not saying it should be an intro for a show. Why would you say that, Nancy? <laughs> no, I'm uh, sorry, Bob. Uh, Aaron Neville, like 88? He's, he's 83. He's 83. Oh, How did you know that I picked this song just because we were going into Bob? 
How did you know that? I, <laughs> I was giving you a free pass to get out of this. It's January the 24th. Well, she forgot that it's everybody. It's <laughs> so it would also apply to the morning news. No, only well, that. After we get after out of here, that. there's plenty of fools we need to play, and they play us as well. If it's, it's your just, birthday today, happy birthday. If it's your anniversary, happy anniversary. All right. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.